Radio. Folks, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. That's the theme song from the Monsters. And uh, I've been watching, I've had a lot on uh, VHS and DVD and so forth, and watch what I can, what's online. And uh, I mean, I grew up watching that show. It came on 64. I think I was uh, seven or eight. And um, 65. And, uh, well, man, I remember that show. Uh, you know, they made it in black and white, which was apropos, I think, because it's kind of a ghoulish comedy. Dark, but yet funny. And uh, I watched an, uh, a really nice biography documentary about the whole show, which I'd seen different ones before. Of course, Fred Gwynn was a Harvard grad and trained in theater, and Grandpa Munster was did vaudeville. And Yvonne DiCarlo had been in a lot of you know, classic movies at this time, and uh, Butch Patrick was Eddie, and I, I've seen some lost episodes and some lost pilots and some pilots they tested. That wasn't the original cast. They had Happy Derman, who looked really like uh, he was possessed, like Damien, and they replaced him with Eddie, and then they replaced, uh, they had some Joan something, I can't remember her last name, and uh, they replaced her with uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, who became Lily. The original one was Phoebe, which I didn't like. I liked it the way it turned out. In one of their first episodes, it's uh, Marilyn bringing back a date, and she comes up the, uh, the walkway, and she goes to the door, knocks on the door, and the man, her, boy, her date, says, hey, uh, you know, you know uh, maybe we had ready quiet. She goes, well, why are you whispering? She goes, my family's up all night. And, the, you know, the, the crowd laughs. Then they open, you know, the door opens, and it's eight-foot-tall Frankenstein Herman Munster. And the guy takes off. He jumps over the fence about 100 miles an hour, gets into his car, and takes off. Marilyn thinks it's her. She goes, oh, Uncle Herman, what's wrong with me? I'm going to play that sound bit later on in the show. But, uh, you know, it was a very, very popular show. Only ran, I think, three years, 64, 65, and 66. And um, still hot in... Um, memorabilia and still hot, uh, you know, in reruns. And, I mean, they toured all over the place. They made a couple movies, Monsters Go Home, and another one, I think. I just remember Monsters Go Home the most. I think I went to that like 20 times as a kid. And it was in color. It was a great movie. And it was, you know, it was it was fun. You know, Adam's family is a favorite of mine, too. I loved Uncle Fester. Hey, this is Uncle Fester. He was probably my favorite. Uncle Fester, he was always you know, eating light bulbs and Gomez blowing up trains. I didn't like him blowing up trains because I'm a train lover, but uh, it was nice to see them. But getting back to the Munsters, it was a good show. It was very popular. The Munster, they came out with everything, records, um, clothing line, toys, lunch pails, uh, stickers, cards, comic books books. Uh, I mean, you just name it. They had it, and they all went on tour from England to Germany, and of course, I think it's dubbed in like 30 different languages, but it certainly was, and still is a favorite of mine. And as, like I said, I'll talk about the Adams Family, some other show, but uh, 
the monsters is uh, certainly if, if you're uh, if you're a baby boomer you probably watched it at some time and point and I'm not saying it's probably your favorite especially guys but if you're if you're you know over 50 you probably watched it and you probably enjoyed it you know it's back in the day we only got maybe I remember we only got like five channels. We got a PBS channel, I think we got a Canadian channel, then we got three channels from the city. ABC, NBC, and CBS. And ABC was just coming out, I think, in 66 or 67. And when, Bat and, and when ABC released uh, Batman and played it Wednesday and Thursdays, kind of kicked uh, the Munsters, who was on CBS, kind of kicked them in the Walnettos and crippled, uh, cramped their style, and they kind of lost some of their mojo. You know, sometimes you could just never tell what people are going to find funny. They thought it was going to flop, it didn't. They actually thought Mayberry was going to flop, and that didn't. Andy Griffith, that was very popular for almost 10 years. So, you know, you just never know what's going to make it. I mean, sometimes you think, oh, i got a hit, and... You don't, and other times you think, eh, this isn't going to work. So it, it works that way in comedy. I've gone out on the stage and tried material that I thought, oh, it's going to flop, and it went over well, and then I thought, oh, I guess I'm really funny here, and it was, <laughs> you know, quiet, like crickets, you know, in the background. But The Munsters was, um, you know, <laughs> it was a good show. If you uh, haven't seen it, you can see it. Some shows on YouTube, and I'm sure you can watch other uh, shows, maybe on Netflix and other sites, and certainly can get it in, uh, I see some of the big box stores like Walmart and um, Target, they're carrying uh, classic shows, uh, Mr. Ed and all those shows, and cartoons, Flintstones, like in gift pack CD, so you can definitely get it somehow, some way, and it's probably not that expensive, I think it's $10 for two or three hours of, of uh, nice entertainment. And you won't have to put up with any commercials or anything if you buy the box sets. I have uh, a lot that I recorded, but even back in the VHS days in the 80s, up in the 90s, until I put some on DVD or started recording on DVDs. They used to have on Halloween, Munsters versus Adams Family. I remember that. They'd play Munsters, two or three of them, then an Adams Family. And they wanted you to call up and vote and which, say, who won? And I think it was a tie. I'm not sure. This is like a few years ago. And uh, was hosted by somebody ghoulish. I can't remember. Uh, not Ozzy Osbourne. Might have been Ozzy Osbourne. I can't remember. Somebody like uh, dark, but yet kind of funny. But uh, uh, um, Munsters is definitely uh, a good show and worth watching. family that's my uh i think they're the second to the monsters for me and uh remember the flintstones also had the uh, the weirdlies Creepella. they had the weirdlies next door i think that was a combination of uh, adam's family and monsters but uh these were the two uh, of course they tried to reprise these shows and bring them back and uh, made movies. 
And of course, it, like I was telling, the, said on the show before, you know, people say, well, that's before my time. Well, listen, even Ghostbusters was made in the 50s. It was a TV show. All these shows, Batman, Superman, they were all made in the 40s. A lot of them. They were movies or serials, uh, mini-serials, uh, you know, with parts one, two, three, and four, five, that they used to show at the movie theater. So, uh, yeah, before your time, these are all rehashed ideas, folks. And uh, they even made about movies out of Beverly Hillbillies and other shows. So, you know, uh, the only one they haven't done, well, they've made some uh, TV Mayberry movies, Return to Mayberry. But uh, The Addams Family and the Munsters were the two creepy comedy ones. And uh, so, yeah, I would have to say Munsters slightly ahead, but I did like uh, The Addams Family differently. had Lurch, you rang. Then you had... Uh, like I say, uh, Grandmama and uh, Pugsley. <laughs> oh, Pugsley. He was uh, kind of a non-exciting guy. And then Wednesday, the little girl. She was a cute little girl and skinny and tiny. And she used to dance with Lurch. They even mambaed, I think. So uh, it was kind of a different but same type of idea. Uh, not using, you know, the monsters were Frankenstein and Dracula and the vampires where uh, Adam's family were kind of like, uh, you know, uh, mad scientists and uh, <coughs> just creepy people. Uncle Fester, we used to tool around with experiments, kind of uh, putting the light bulb in his mouth. But surely I liked them both and I still watch them both. But I would have to put the, like I said, the Halloween shows, they used to have uh, Monsters versus Adam's Family. And I, I'd have to vote for Monsters just slightly ahead because I think, I, well, I, I always liked The Wolfman and Dracula. And, of course, you know, the Universal movies made those movies uh, from the 30s. 1931, Dracula and Frankenstein came out. Invisible Man, I think, it was 33. And then uh, right up until, you know, 48, 49, when the, the New Age was atomic, you know, UFOs and cr the creature from the Black Lagoon took over the f late 40s and 50s, uh, Universal decided to uh, put Abbott and Costello, hey Abbott, and Costello meet Frankenstein, which was a big hit. And it was funny, they put those ferocious move mo monsters, the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein, up against uh, the comedy duel of uh, Abbott and Costello, and it worked out really good. I remember seeing that, you know, years and years ago in the late 60s, middle 60s. Um, they showed it on TV. We had uh, two Canadian channels we used to get here in the Northeast. Channel 9, CTV, and uh, Channel 6, C CBC. One from St. John and one from Moncton, New Brunswick. And um, they used to, it was always kind of cool because you get to see, this is before the days of VHS and recording or uh, DVD recording or uh, whatever. And so you would have... Uh, you'd have a chance to watch shows double because uh, the Canadian channels would show Halloween movies and comedies and uh, they had late night uh, Top Hat Theater, I think they used to call it. And then they had a show in the afternoon, midday theater. I'd sometimes skip school to stay home if it was like a horror movie or Abbott and Costello movie or maybe even a Jerry Lewis movie. I remember staying home to watch uh, The Brides of Dracula. It was on a Canadian channel. 
I even watched it in the living room on the bigger screen TV, 25 inch, woo, baby. But anyways, uh, it was always cool because you got to see like uh, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph. You'd see them and then you could watch them again on the Canadian channel. They would show them like different times and so you get to watch them a couple times. Again, this is all before the days of recording VHS or uh, what do they call it uh, when you can record right out of your your uh, cable box, whatever they call it, recording basically before the days of recording. But the Adams family was uh, was also funny, and I liked watching that too. Here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Hello, this is the Maharishi Guru Maharishi, wishing you all the best. May the blessings of eternal blessings be upon you. May you get money, gold, silver, love, everything you need. Blessings upon you. Again, this is the Maharishi Maharishi Guru Maharishi. Blessings upon you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Toxic Wiser Show on the most irrevocable renegade talk radio in Las Vegas. Thank you. Well, thank you, Maharishi, Maharishi, Guru Maharishi. That's quite the name. And uh, thanks for the blessings. We'll take blessings from uh, anywhere we can get them, folks. Certainly will here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show, except from terrorists, of course, and ISIS and the bad, evil people. Um, but we will certainly take uh, Christian, and, uh, Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, Muslim. We love all our brothers. And, uh, you know, in any, in any situation, you're going to have bad people. It's free will here on Earth. Uh, whatever God you believe in or system you believe in, if you don't believe at all, you have to admit there's free will here. The free will to do good, the free will to do nothing, or the free will to do, unfortunately, bad things. And it's up to the good people to make sure the uh, bad people are punished and outnumbered and do more good things here. This is a positive note from the Toxic Wise Eye Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Ooh, it's reported, uh, I think I mentioned this on the last show, that Kim Jong-un may be up to his old tricks again. You know, it always seems uh, in life that you can trust somebody, and then uh, you can't. They're, uh, they go back to their old ways. You know, Dr. Phil... Hmm, God bless his soul. He's, his show is just common sense, and he'll admit it to you. He'll just say it to you. He just brings it. If you're ever a guy and you go on there, you're probably going to get roasted like a hot dog. Because he his audience is mostly women. So he he likes to pound on the men for their errors and mistakes. Once in a while, the women. But Kim Jong, they say, is uh, testing missiles again. Long-range missiles. And so the old adage that uh, the, best uh, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And it certainly may hold true with him. So um, 
he may not be trusted. I asked him about it, and here's what he had to say. Well, you know, uh, you can't trust everybody. <laughs> you think I trust that Donald Trump? He's crooked as a nail. So, uh, you know, I got to look out for myself, uh, see what's going on. Uh, you know, I told you I like NBA. I do NBA basketball. But, uh, you know, I may have to blow it up. We'll we have to see. I may or may not be lying. I may or may not be telling the truth. I'm a pretty desperate character. I kill my own family members, my own uncle, my own brother. I kill anybody get in my way. That's just me, yo. you know? So uh, we'll have to wait and see if... Uh, is there a game show called Truth or Dare? Well, Truth or Dare. Well, thank you, Kim Jong-un. That's, 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 I asked Kim Jong-un about that, and that's what he had to say. We'll get the reaction from Donald Trump... Uh, Later on in the show, see what he uh, thinks about uh, Kim Jong's trustability issues. Oh, played the main state lottery. I played every week. Actually, every day, because I do buy one uh, scratch and mostly Powerball and Mega Box and some of the other assorted games. There's a World Poker Tour I play quite a bit. You can win up front, and you can win on the back end. I've won a few. I've won a couple hundred dollars on the uh, on the front end, and a couple times like twenty-five or so on the back end. Uh, not much luck with the Mega Bucks or Powerball this week. And uh, I want to talk about uh, someone saying that winning the lottery is a curse. Well, isn't being homeless and with no money a curse too? I think I'll take the money curse. I think I'll take the lottery curse if that's a curse, because. <laughs> So what if you get it, if it's a million or ten and you spend it, so what? You're not going to keep it here. You're not going to take it with you, as the old saying goes. That saying's as old as time and life itself. You're not taking it with you. They had, no one's figured out a way to do it yet. So spend it. Give it away. Give it to animal charities. Give it to the Red Cross. Give it to St. Jude's. Give it to some, some your family or, you know, some cause. Have a good time. So what? And they always say, well, your odds are winning. Well, what are my odds of getting a TV show? What are my odds of getting a movie role? You know, uh, I could, uh, they say that you can increase your odds. Uh, if you want to get hit by lightning, just put a tinfoil on your head and run around outside with maybe uh, an antenna in your hand. You can increase your chances of getting hit. What do you do to increase your chances to win the lottery? I don't know. Say some prayers and I don't know. This it's it all basically comes down to luck. There's a few guys that have written books and videos and online information. Some of it's free. A lot of it's free. How to win the lottery? What to do? The guy says, Well, I've won six, seven, eight times major lottery prizes. I know how to do it. Well, if you know how to do it, do it every time. It's like the guy who says, I can disappear, but just, you know, not all the time when I want to. Or I'm a medium, and I can bring forth spirits and this and that, but uh, only on certain days. Well, if you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, you can't. It's like a guy who says he can dunk the basketball. You can either do it or you can't. I mean, you can come close. Um, I don't know. But anyways, <clears throat> I'm going to keep trying. And uh, I, I've been going to the casino. I do like the casino, but uh, you spend a lot of time there. There's a reason why they don't put clocks up there or have any way of telling you. There's no music on that tells you, hey, it's now 5.02 and time for you to go home and stop losing your effing money. 
So you won't see that there. But uh, casino is mostly fun for people watching. You can win. But they don't build that place like this comedian says. They don't look at your house and then look at theirs. They don't build those places because people win. I think probably about 80-something percent of the people that walk in there are going to lose. And only a very small percentage are going to win anything. When I've gone in there, I've heard poker players screaming, uh, blackjack guys scream, Yeah, we won, big winner. Not very often. And uh, as far as the slot machines go, uh, I've been in there for hours and I've, I've not heard a soul win in any big jackpot. I've been in there too when they have, but you know, you have to wonder if you won 5,000, did you spend 4,000 something winning it? But we don't know. Some people are just kind of playing lucky with that, I guess. But, anyways, I'm going to keep playing the lotto. And uh, as long as you, you know, a balance, folks, a healthy balance. Remember, too much water, you're drowned. Too much, not enough, you, your body will poof away. Healthy balance. Too much food, you become obese. Not enough, you become anorexic. It's, it's always a healthy balance, folks. It really is. So, just uh, like they say, when they on the, uh, the doors of the casino, if you need help, call this number. I haven't had to do that yet, and I hope I don't have to. But um, you, you just gotta gotta be uh, as uh, this guy says on Shark Tank. There, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin. He says uh, you have to be disciplined. You have to be a disciplined investor. You have to be a disciplined gambler and just use common sense. Um, I have a rule. I go to the casino. Whenever money is in my pocket, whether it's 100 or 200 or 300, whatever I brought with me, once that gets down and it's pretty much gone, I'm out of there. I won't go to the ATM. I won't use my credit card to go to the window to get chips or whatever. I'm done. That's a sign to go home. And if you're getting up, if you're getting up, you're winning. Get to a certain point, you know what goes up must come down. So you just you start losing, you quit before you lose all what you've won. So, yep, be a disciplined uh, gambler, folks. Whether you're playing the lottery or going to the casino and or both. And that's our advice here from the Toxic Wise Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, Toxic Wise Ass listeners. It's time for some movie reviews. Um, now, I usually prefer to go over movies you should see, but I also like to tell you to stay away from movies that I think uh, suck or are not certainly not worth paying eight to ten dollars to go into a theater, maybe two or three to rent or two ninety nine to watch on pay per view or Netflix. There's a movie called First Reformed, and it's a it's an A movie with its cast, and it's got Ethan Hawke in it. It's really weird. Somebody was smoking some glue. It's about a preacher who loses his family for some reason. I don't know. I can't remember how it happened, but it moves like a snail, and you keep waiting for something to happen. And it never really does till like the last minute of the movie, and it's not that exciting. I give it a C minus. Acting is good. The plot, I don't get. The uh, movie itself is almost like a European movie, you know, where it's all dialogue. So, um, and I like Ethan Hawke. I always thought he was a good actor. He's uh, one of those actors that you almost like him in anything. And the only reason why he gets a C, C plus, is because he's in it. 
but it's uh, not it's not worth uh, paying a lot of money for. If you can see it for two or three dollars, watch it. It's okay. Alien Seas, sci-fi movie. Pretty good uh, special effects, but uh, not a very good movie. I give it a C. Zombie World, kind of a dark comedy. How many zombie movies can we tolerate? Give it a D. Wasn't very good. Kind of predictable. And uh, if you're going to make a zombie movie nowadays, you're going to make it really good. Uh, the Guernsey Literary is about the World War Two in England. How on the Channel Islands, the islands between France and England, the Nazis during World War Two did occupy many of those islands, or a few of them, and uh, they took over. They weren't as cruel as they were to other countries, like uh, Poland or those kind of countries, but they did inflict um, some rules and regulations and some cruelties until uh, the war was over. Kind of a boring movie. Again, a lot of, uh, a lot of dialogue, not a whole lot of action. But if you like true stories, and I, you know, I give it a B minus. Good acting, good true story. Um, God's Not Dead. I give that about a C plus. Kind of predictable. Um, I think it's made by the Mormons, but I'm not sure. Some somebody in that group. Um, there's a movie called um, Journeyman. And uh, it's a it's a sport sporting movie about a boxer, and I give that a C plus, kind of predictable again, and uh, not really that good. Bad Samaritan, underrated, pretty good little movie. It's about a couple guys that are getting in trouble and they bur commit burglaries. A couple young guys. And some something really strange happens to them, like as they're doing these uh, crimes. And that's it for the uh, movie review for this show. Unless I see something that I want to report on the end of the show, I was definitely that I haven't thought about or just remembered. I've been watching YouTube a lot. When I can't find something on Netflix or on YouTube as a movie. And there's a guy on there, he posts, I think he's from South Carolina. And, you know, he's like 57, 58, right around our ages, if you're in, the, in that realm, the baby boomer. And uh, he, he makes videos of what it was like when you're like 12 or 13, like 1968 or 69, whatever, if you're 12 or 13, what it would be like in the day of a 13-year-old, what kind of toys you played with, where you went to eat, what you had. Remember the, the like, uh, bubblegum cigars and candy cigarettes and penny candy? And then he does a thing about, you know, you went to Kmart, you went to Zares, you went to whatever store, uh, Grant City, Grant's, it was all kinds, you know, Woolworths, Woolco, blah, blah, blah. And then he does a thing where he puts on what TV shows you probably watch from the time you got up, like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, to the time you probably tried to stay up late like we all did, midnight, watch the midnight horror shows. And it's really cool. I like to really, he does a really good job of it, uh, the way he edits it, and then he puts little comments on it as you're watching. Um, you start out watching like Tennessee Tuxedo, 
and then uh, maybe uh, Miguel, Miguel Gorilla here, Mr. Peebles, and then uh, you're watching the Flintstones. And, and, you know, Saturday was, of course, of always different from the other days because it was mostly cartoons. And then there was the Sunday morning cartoons like Milton, the Monster, the Beatles. Hey, mate, how you doing, mate? And um, other cartoons like that. But it's really cool. So if you have a chance, go on and watch. I, don't, I can't think of his name right now. I'll, I'll get it before this show or another show, and I'll tell you. But uh, it was very similar to what I would have been watching when I was uh, 9, 10. 11, 12, 13. I dream of Jeannie at night. I remember watching that when, uh, at my grandmother's with uh, hot tea and homemade uh, chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal cookies um, in the dark with just the television on in the living room just by myself because I was visiting and they were probably gone to bed. And uh, it would just gives you an idea of what you were watching. The TV shows, Rin Tin Tin, The Long Ranger, mm, Kimosabe, Batman. Superman, and then there's a uh, there's some that uh, he does too, where he puts on the like the ten worst shows that never made it, or the ten worst shows that did make it, shows that had maybe one the pilots missing pilots like Superboy. I had no idea they made a Superboy pilot, and that was in the '60s, I think, trying to emulate Superman from the '50s with George Reeves, who committed suicide or was murdered however you want to believe what happened not quite sure nobody is same thing with like Hogan's Heroes shut up clink with uh, Robert Crane we know he was murdered we think maybe that carpenter guy did it but he's dead too now so that doesn't that doesn't really matter but that was one of my favorite shows Hogan's Heroes then there's McHale's Navy there was all so many good shows that we like to watch Rap Patrol uh, combat, as I'd mentioned before. So if you have a chance, go on YouTube and uh, watch this guy. It's like what it was like for you when you were, uh, you know, 12, 13 years old, the drive-in theater, uh, going to McDonald's for the first time, getting, you know, the, the hamburger and the french fries, the way everything was served up, and all these other things, the toys that you play with, the candy uh, that you would have had, Willy Wonka candy bars, the whole the whole gauntlet of things from the 60s and 70s, things that make you... I'm glad I grew up when I did, really, because now I got to saw that... I got to see... I got to saw... Yes, English teacher here, former English teacher. Uh, I got to see uh, the downtowns uh, where I grew up and the stores and the jewelry stores and, uh, the, and the movie theaters and uh, going into Woolworths and Newberries and buying whatever I could afford and the A&P stores that used to be downtown, the grocery stores. And then I got to see the malls. Now, the, now a lot of the malls are dying out because nobody goes to the malls. They buy everything online and they go to specialty stores. So it's kind of sad. I'm glad I saw what I did and grew up with when I did with my friends and my family and, my, of course, my cousin Lloyd, who was my favorite. We were like brothers. He passed in a tragic accident a few years ago at his own construction company. And I think about them every day, and I'm sure you have cousins that were like brothers or like me. Our mothers were sisters, so it was like a maternal cousin. So we were really, really, really close. And uh, we had, like my cousin used to say, my cousin Lloyd used to say, we didn't have a lot of money. We weren't poor, but we weren't rich. And we didn't have a lot of money, but man, there's, uh, laughing is free. It is absolutely free if you can make each other laugh or laugh together. We used to dress up in my grandmother's 
when we were left alone in my grandparents' house, it was a big three-story house with a big basement. I used to show movies down there. People still talk about it to this day. I dubbed it in my own movies. They were bad. They were from Castle Films and other companies, Ken Films, and I dubbed them in with a tape recorder, and my cousin and I would, had, you know, I bought a movie screen, and we got as many seats as we could get, and a record player and radio and every you know, tape recorder. But, um, you know, the laughs were free. We used to dress up like, <laughs> try to make each other laugh. There, again, I will say that there were no video games back then. There was no, uh, the cable TV was just kind of starting out, and there was still only five or six channels, maybe seven, and with PBS. So uh, even with radio, you got a few channels, but we made our own entertainment with tape recorders and movie cameras, whatever we could afford. But we certainly made each other laugh, and that's one of God's greatest gifts, if you ask me, is laughter. Love and laughter. Can't beat it. And that's what we think on the Toxic Wise X show, and we think you will agree with that. Well, in weather-related news, and I'm not going to give you the weather where you're at because I don't know where you're at. Hopefully it's safe where you're at and comfortable. But here in the great northeast, New England area, uh, we've had, uh, well, we had a record July. Hadn't been so hot since 1970. We broke all kinds of records. And now we're into August, so... We're going to see what happens. And it, the humidity and the heat has been giving. It's hit 100 degrees a few times. And many times it's been 92, 93, 94 by midday. The nights usually have been cooling off here in the great northeast, New England area, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. But uh, still sticky. It's been really strange weather. Uh, many people are, are, are do, do not like this humidity. Um, seeing on Facebook a lot of my friends bring back winter. Because it's, it, it's true, it is easier to get warmer than it is to get cooler. Uh, you know, I mean, you can have the air conditioning on in your house and in your car and so forth. But when you go outside and you walk around a little bit and you're, you have 10 pounds of sweat on you and you haven't done much, it's uncomfortable. I mean, granted, it would, it would be a utopia if it could be like 75 degrees year-round with a nice breeze, you know. But it just doesn't happen that way. We have our four seasons, and they all get kind of mixed up sometimes. One last, might last longer than the other. The other side of the coin is that we basically wait all winter for spring. We wait, uh, you know, stars can, can start getting cold. It can actually snow here in the great northeast in October. So you're looking at October, gets, start to get chilly by, you know, the middle of October sometimes. Or we could have a nice one. I don't know. But let's say November, December, January, February, March, April. We wait six, sometimes maybe seven months overall for nice weather. And not the mud and the cold and the ice. But for many people, and I have a touch of asthma, sucks through our asthma. Remember that from Lord of the Flies? Piggy. Um, for, for many people with uh, asthma or or breathing problems, sinus problems, having a hot, sticky, muggy weather, it sucks. It's um, it's uncomfortable. It's hard to breathe. I'm going through nasal sprays, and you're not supposed to use those a lot, but I do, because I want to breathe. I can't breathe. You get tired. You ever put your hand over a flame? See what happens? We're always taught in science class that fire needs oxygen. So, uh, you know, 
put your hand over a fire, and that's what it's like in, when, you, when you put your hand, when you have sinus troubles, you're not breathing, or you're not getting oxygen. It's like a fire not getting oxygen. You start to dwindle, you start to lose energy. And that's the way it is, unfortunately. When I, when I, I feel best after taking a hot shower, and I'm out for a half hour. <sighs> I can breathe. You ever done that? Steam up the shower room, then you get out, and it's like utopia. You can breathe. But it may not last long because you're back in the elements that gave you the problems in the first place. But it is a, it is a nice relief. And speaking of fires, I'm going to say this again. A couple little children and their gr and grandmother were killed in California in one of those horrible fires that are out of control. And I'm still dumbfounded that 50 years ago we went to the moon and we were sending cars with cell phones and record players and to Mars and we went to Mars with a space shuttle I don't know with a not space shuttle but a camera and they're talking about going to Mars can we solve a few of these problems here on earth like clean water litter, uh, pollution I mean feeding the world beating cancer Alzheimer's and being able to save people in a fire I don't know why in California they couldn't send a helicopter to save these people that were dying in these fires. I mean, since Vietnam, we've been sending helicopters into dangerous areas to rescue people, and we can't do that now. I'm I'm really dumbfounded. And they've got to have a better way. There's got to be a better way to fight these fires. You're right next to the Pacific Ocean. Is there a way to funnel in that water, some of it, to fight these fires? I'm, I'm no expert, but. Just uh, is there a better way that we can have flame retardants made than the ones they're using? Doesn't make sense. Um, I understand we can't fight tornadoes and hurricanes. That's Mother Nature kind of, you know, we, we really can't tool that much. But to combat these things, we should be able to come up with better ways. And no child should ever die in a fire because we can't get to them. Um, I just don't understand that. It's very sad in this day and age of all these technical gadgets that we have and innovations and inventions that we can't we can't save two little kids in a fire just uh my humble opinion and listen on the you know world temperature and things like that pollution you know for us common people it's very hard we can't really do much it has to be up you know countries like india and pakistan china and russia they pollute like there's no tomorrow so us doing our job isn't really going to make much difference, sadly to say. You know, I'm, I'm not a kumbaya. We're all going to sit down and with these other countries and take care of these problems. That's probably not going to happen. But hopefully we come up with some innovations and inventions and technology for medicine and to clean the environment. There was a cool thing on uh, Facebook the other day somebody had on. Well, they invented this scoop-like thing to clean up the ocean. It like scoops all the trash and garbage that's on top of the ocean and it's collected and uh, taken to some kind of place where they, there was even a place where they make homes or foundations from plastic and, and garbage that they take from the ocean and other places. So it's always nice to see when you can come up with that kind of innovation. That's, that's what we need, folks. And that's what we think here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio, your best place for talk radio in the whole world. Many shows and many varieties. 
from politics to sex, love, life, laughter, all those things. Hey folks, guess who's back in the fight ring? Yep, he's going to have a fight this October. Our good friend here on the Toxic Wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio, our very good friend, Conor McGregor. And uh, we asked him about upcoming fight, <clears throat> and uh, this is what he had to say. Ah, sure, I'm going to kick that guy's arse. Going to kick his arse all over the place. Tune into that fight, and you'll be seeing something. I can't even remember his name, but I'm going to kick his arse. He's got a funny name. I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, you all tune in, and you're going to see. He's got a funny name. It's uh, Caleb Nukamakarov or something like that. But whatever his uh, name is, I'm going to kick his arse. So just make sure you tune in. It's uh, in October that fight is. We'll be talking more about it later here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Thank you for uh, having me. And that was Conor McGregor. Yeah, he's got a fight coming up on October 4th, something like that. We'll be talking more about that later. And uh, I can't pronounce the name of the guy he's going to fight either. But he's back in the, uh, the uh, what do they call it, mixed martial arts or kung fu ring, whatever. He's back in his normal uh, fighting. He's not going to be boxing like he did against uh, that uh, Floyd Merriweather. Mayweather. Mary Mayweather, yeah, that's what it is. I'm not much of a boxing fan, as you can tell. I never really liked it. Uh, it used to be fun to watch uh, Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson when he was on his roll. I remember going to get a Coke once in a Mike Tyson fight when he was first fighting. Went out to get the, my nephew and I were watching it. It's like his third or fourth fight. Go out to get a Coke, and I came back, sat down, and gave my nephew his Coke, and the fight was over. Yeah, that's not getting your money's worth. But didn't cost anything. We were watching it on TV. So, Anyways, uh, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. And speaking of which, that's all we have time for today on this show. Thanks for tuning in. We hope we made you laugh at least once. And uh, we'll be seeing you on the next show. This is the Toxic Wise Show with your host, Mark Chaplin, here on Renegade Talk Radio. I want to thank you for listening. The Irish Washerwoman, one of my favorites. Shorty be gory, always after me lucky charms. That's it for our show. Thanks a lot. See you next time.